0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Dave. Boy, oh boy, did the Royals need this game. And boy, oh boy, was this one an emotional roller coaster that made you feel bipolar as a Royals fan. Welcome into Clubhouse Conversation. It's your dish for game four against Seattle. As the Royals salvaged the series and the road trip, thankfully, by defeating Seattle 9-7, to in large part because of the home run ball. As the Royals, that's right, home run ball hit two home runs in this game. And even with guys on base, in fact, seven of the nine runs the Royals scored in this game were a direct result of the home run ball. as Alcides Escobar, a big, no doubt, second inning grand slam. Same thing for Johnny DiGiovatella. The go-ahead home run. The difference in the game is it would turn out in the seventh inning. A three-run shot with two outs. Got the Royals seven of their nine runs. And they go on to defeat Seattle. Have a four and three road trip. A two and two in Seattle. They come home just one game under five hundred And this is a game that would have completely hurt like hell to lose. This would have been one of the three biggest losses of the year so far. You know, you get a big four-nothing lead after an inning and a half. You got Jeremy Guthrie going. You feel like he can give you seven innings of two or three run ball, you know. And then things just fell apart for him quickly. And Guthrie had one of those days. They happen. You know, pitchers all have these, you know, not named you Darvish and, you know, Clayton Kershaw. All normal pitchers have these type of games. We've seen James Shields have one. We saw Jason Vargas the other day against the Tigers. Guthrie just left the ball up. Yes, he always gives up the home run ball. Typically, in a start, he's going to give up at least one. So that's common, but this was not a common start for Guthrie. Normally, he gives you innings. He keeps you in the game. He does a nice job. Couldn't get it done today, but he's going to have three or four of these. Like I said, seven runs. They were all earned in just four and two-thirds. The big three home runs, including back-to-back ones, eight hits, two strikeouts, no walks. Guthrie just did not have it today and the Royals, for quite a while there, looked like they would lose as a result of that. I mean, you go from really high in the first part of the game, and then you get down low, especially because the lack of situational hitting came back in this one. So, here's what it seemed like to me. The Royals get ahead 4 nothing In the top of the third inning, they come up, and they get a lead-off double from Eric Hosmer. And Billy Butler throughout the season has done a good job of giving himself up and having a good approach of hitting the ball to the right side with guys on second base. I have noticed that. But he had kind of a selfish at bat. He was trying to pull everything. Popped out to shallow left. Could not move the runner over. The Royals ended up getting first and third with one out. Not scoring in the third. Then in the fourth inning they had first and third with nobody out and scored just one. So it got to the point where the Royals, it seemed like, got comfortable with that four-run lead and all of a sudden, in Seattle, starts coming back and hitting home runs. You think, oh my gosh, here we go again. We had our big grand slam, and now the situational hitting is gone. We're hacking at a ton of first pitches. It's not looking good. And it didn't look good there for a couple of innings, did it? It was really frustrating until the Royals came back in that big seventh inning, scoring four runs, three of them on the home run by Johnny Givatella. So, besides the home run ball, giving the Royals seven of nine, two other things. Help them win the game today. Number one, Seattle's defense. How awful was that? Five errors. Probably should have only been four. One of the errors was on a, a ball that Alex Gordon would have had a double on either way. So really, it's four errors. Either way, the point is, the Mariners gave the Royals two unearned runs. Should have been three. You cannot assume a double play ball, which is why it was not 300 runs. As Escobar in that grand slam. He never should have had a chance to hit that grand slam. There should have been a double play before that that never would have allowed... Alcides Escobar to hit that grand slam. This whole game is probably different if Seattle plays defense. The Royals probably are going home down and we're probably all a bit more down than we have been. But as things turned out, because of the home run ball, because of Seattle's shoddy defense, oh, and another big fact, do not overlook the Royals' bullpen in this game. Lights out. Kelvin Herrera, Lewis Coleman, Aaron Crow, Wade Davis, Greg Holland. A five-man show. One of my favorite lines that Denny Matthews always uses is, every time that bullpen door opens, you never know what's coming out. Well, five guys came out tonight, and you knew exactly what was coming out. The Royals, four and a third scoreless innings out of that trio of five guys. Three hits, four strikeouts, one walk. They did the job. They allowed the Royals to come back. They allowed that Johnny G. Vitella home run to mean something. And the Royals had to win this game, didn't they, after they had a 4 nothing lead? You know, you're sitting there with a 3 and 3 road trip. You just got swept at home by Detroit. You lose this one today. You're 3 and 7, your last 10. You lose 3 out of 4 to Seattle, a team that can't score like you can't typically. You come home to face a Colorado team that scores about 75 runs a game, and you're getting nervous if you're 3 under 500. Now, you're still a little nervous. You're not happy where you're at right now. You're a game under 500 you're still not really hitting the baseball real well. You still have a lot of question marks offensively. But at least you found a way to win. We talk all the time here on Clubhouse Conversation about the starting pitching, how it will kind of revert back to the mean. We'll have some outings like this from Guthrie or the one from Vargas or the one from Shields. You know, For a guy to have a 3.5, 4.2, whatever their ERA is, they have to have some outings like this mixed in with the ones where they're awesome. But the Royals were able to steal a game like this when their starting pitcher didn't have his A, B, or even C game. And that's big. As the Royals come home feeling good about themselves, they can have a nice off day tomorrow, hopefully pull a split against the Colorado Rockies. Do we even really want to preview this Colorado (laughs) Rockies series? I mean, it's too depressing for me to even talk about it. The difference in home runs, the difference in doubles. So speaking of doubles, the Royals have three of the top five in the American League now in doubles. Eric Hosmer is leading it. Gordon and Perez are third and fifth, respectively. And let's just look at at the positive for the first game. Against the Rockies, all right. Let's 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 just not talk about their offense at all. Let's just assume James Shields can come in have a nice game, go seven, hold them to two or three. The Royals are facing Franklin Morales in Game One. Morales not having a great year at all. He's three and two with a five point one eight ERA. That's pitching in the NL without the DH. Five, one, eight. 41 and two thirds, forty seven hits, sixteen walks, thirty three strikeouts. He is a lefty, and we talk all the time about how the Royals seem to not hit lefties well, but Franklin Morales. Not having a very good year for the Rockies. So you got to think with James Shields going against him, you like your odds at least decently, right? In game one against the Rockies. We're going to ignore their offense again. We're, just, <laughs> we're not talking about that. I don't want to talk about it. On Wednesday, Jason Vargas goes for you. So that's good. Another one of your good starters. Going up against a guy who's making just his third appearance of the year. Just his third start. In Jehulis Chachin who has a 4.91 ERA, 11 innings, 12 hits, six walks, six runs, six strikeouts. So small sample size. You can't tell too much about two outings. But the Royals are facing hittable pitchers in this Rocky series. They have two of the three best starters going at home off of an off day. Let's hope they can come out, cool off the Rockies' bats, at least get a split in that series. And after that, let's take a look at the schedule here. The Royals are home for a long time. 12 of the Royals' next 15 games will be in the friendly confines of Kauffman Stadium. You've got two against the Rockies. You've got four against Baltimore, three against the White Sox. Then you hit the road for three at the Angels, and then you come right back home for three against the Astros. So 12 of the next 15, you look at that, you got to split the Rockies. <sighs> you got to split Baltimore. At some point, the Royals will obviously have to win three out of four and sweep some series to get above 500 and get to that wild card where they want to be. But we'll just say they got to go 500 this week. Six games this week. Let's go three and three this week against Baltimore, the Rockies, and then let's take two out of three at home against the White Sox. So the Royals now, with a nine game homestand, you'll want to go five and four in this homestand. Split the Rockies, split the Orioles, take two out of three for the White Sox. That gets you at Anaheim right at 500 in late May a chance to maybe get two out of three in Anaheim then come home and hopefully sweep the Astros that would get you well above 500 heading into Toronto at the end of the month so things are somewhat looking up for the Royals they come home for a lot of games Let's hope the bats get going. Let's hope the weather warms up. Maybe that'll help things out. Of course, now that the Royals are coming home, I look ahead here and we have like 50s and 60s (laughs) again this week. So we'll see what happens. But we will talk to you again on Tuesday night. We'll recap game one of the Colorado Rockies series and hopefully a win for James Shields and the Royals. Until then, have yourself a great Monday and Tuesday, and we'll talk to you late Tuesday on Clubhouse Conversation.